Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Ah, hello, 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 and welcome to the Morning Men Sports Podcast, where we may begin your podcast from SoundCloud.com, Google Play Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed for the latest sports information that surrounds you. Guys, today it's just been a quite, it's just been a fascinating day whenever it comes to NFL, CWL, Overwatch League, just, just everything. Uh, WWE as well, and I cannot wait to get into these topics, so... Without further ado, let's go ahead and get straight into it. So I am recording this Monday, March 4th, 2019. And the Falcons has placed the franchise tag on Grady Jarrett. And I know, guys, this this podcast is supposed to be all around the NFL. But I have just talked more about the Falcons, so I do apologize for that. So really, I'm just I'm just considering just going to just straight nothing but Falcoholic and, you know, Falcon podcast whenever it comes to NFL stories. <laughs> but, uh, yes, the Falcons have placed the franchise tag on Grady Jarrett. And so what does this mean? Jarrett was scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent when the new league year begins on March 13th. By applying the franchise tag, Jarrett will not hit the market despite a long-term deal not being in place. The franchise tag gives tag gives the gives the Falcons an extended period of time to continue their negotiations with Jarrett's representation. The non-exclusive tags means a player can negotiate with other teams and the Falcons can match any other offer. If the Falcons choose to not match any offer, the Falcons would get two first-round picks as compensation. Teams are only allowed to franchise tag one player a year, and they, of course, chose Grady Jarrett, and I don't see why not. The Falcons have until July 15th to reach a long-term contract with Jarrett. If they are unable to come to an agreement, by then Jarrett will play under one-year deal worth a reported $15,209,000. The tag amount is decided based off the average of the salaries of the top five players of their prospective position. The last year, the last player of the Falcon applied the franchise tag was cornerback Brent Grimms in 2012. Dmitrov said he is confident a long-term deal will be reached as Jarrett has become one of Atlanta's best players on defense. And quote, we're working diligently on a new deal for Grady Jarrett that our focus and that will continue to be one of our focuses right now, Dimitrov said at the NFL Scouting Combine. 
In the four seasons with the Falcons, Jarrett has recorded 179 tackles, 40 quarterback hits, 31 tackles for loss, and 14 sacks. If I was the Falcons, I would pay this man whatever he is wanting. So right now, uh, of course, you know, if the deal is not reached, he will play under one year, which will be, of course, worth up to $15.2 million. I say give Grady Jarrett his value. If Grady Jarrett is asking for 25 mil, give it to him. Grady Jarrett is arguably one of the best defensive players to set foot in this league. And for him to have that much recorded tackles and, and get to the quarterback easily, heck, just uh, the 2016, I know, going back down a horrible road, but Super Bowl 51, heck, Gray Jerry got to Tom Brady, if I'm not mistaken, three three times, if not four. But I do know a three. Heck, no one ever gets to Tom Brady, hardly. And for... T- Grady Jarrett to just make that just an easy job like it was at Super Bowl 51? Hell, I wouldn't be afraid to say if the Falcons do make the Super Bowl this year, and it is the Patriots who they're going up against, I wouldn't be afraid to say that Grady Jarrett is going to get to Tom Brady even more than three times. Because look how the offensive line is whenever it comes to the Patriots now. They're not really like... They are guarding Tom Brady, but not that well enough. And hell, Gray Jarrett is just going to just swoop on right past him. And bam, you know, Tom Brady is sacked for five, six yards loss. I, I, if I was the Falcons, I need to, to go ahead and just sign the agreement of uh, saying Gray Jarrett will receive $25 million in a three-year or four-year extension with us here at the uh, Falcons headquarters, uh, which actually uh, 25 million. Uh, let me add that up in four years. So 25 times four. No, excuse me. Oh, yeah, 25 times four. All right, so that's 100 right there. So that is $100 million in a four-year extension with $25 million every year. And I would say, honestly, I would probably make that $75 million guaranteed right off the bat. And then, the, of course, the other would have to be coming from, you know, merchandise, you know, just, just however they work these contracts extensions out. Uh, it's just like with Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan is way over the $100 million mark, of course, because he's he's a great quarterback and he deserves that money. But for Grady Jarrett, I think he needs to be the second highest paid player on that Falcons roster. And then number three needs to be Julio Jones because Julio Jones now, this time last year, he was wanting he was wanting more money. And then the Falcons gave in to him. So now Julio, here it is again. He might be wanting more money. So the Falcons, they need to pay Julio because if Julio goes to say New England or to Kansas City, he would be a Oh my gosh, he he would be a monster amongst those teams. And I would fear playing against Julio Jones in the postseason in New England and Kansas City or hell, even Chicago. 
which actually I still think Matt Bryant's going to end up in Chicago. You just hide and see. <laughs> All right, so enough of that, but I do think that the Falcons need to pay Grady Jarrett what he is asking for. So if, like I said, if Grady Jarrett is wanting $25 million every year up to $100 million in a four-year extension, Give it to the man. He deserves it. He will win you a Super Bowl on the defensive end of the ball. All right, so now we're moving on over to the CWL. And actually, the CWL, which is, of course, the Call of Duty World League, they announced changes to the competitive rule set ahead of CWL Fort Worth. This is just the last piece of the big news that has been announced before Fort Worth, which will take place on March 15th and runs until March 17th, as the official polls have already been released for the second land event of the year. While the polls were expected, though, changes to the rules might come as a surprise for many new gamers, or excuse me, for many gamers and their fans. The announcement was made on COD World League official Twitter account impacted a number of different areas of gameplay. Based on additional player feedback regarding AI-controlled score streaks, the Drone Squad, Sniper's Nest, Strike Team have all been added to the restricted list of competitive play. They revealed all changes will be reflected in league play today at CWL Fort Worth. Another big change... Uh, as seen in the tweet, includes the addition of Zero, the new specialist, being added to the competitive rule set. I do like that because with Zero's EMP, it gives a new prospect of how you adapt to new gameplay mechanics and the in the in the pro scene in general. Because, see, we're all used to this mini-map where we see, like, the guns, like, the little red dot going off, or just whatever. And we're so used to, like, these score streaks. Because, see, score streaks are valuable in, in the pro scene. Here you are with, uh, let's just say, a hailstorm. And, you know, you're coming in, and you got a zero on the team, and they hack that. Boom, there you go. I think, honestly, whoever does the zero specialist right will win every single match that there is at Fort Worth. And I actually like this addition right here. I'm not going to be the one to, you know, just, you know, hop on this bandwagon as it is anyways. But I thought a long time ago when they did add zero that they needed to put her in the like the pro scene in general because with her in the pro scene like i said you know it's gonna add different gameplay mechanics the coaches you know they're gonna be like drawing up on the board you know how do i counter this since i don't have my mini map or rcxd no more to scout out enemies you know it's gonna add a new tactic and i'm gonna love that whenever fort worth comes within the next 11 days well, of this recording, but it'll be uh, 10 days, which is today's release date of the uh, podcast on Tuesday. All right, so now moving on to the OWL. Uh, all right, there it is. New York Escalator secures first spot in the 2019 Overwatch League Stage 1 playoffs. 
in closing match of the week three, New York Escalar defeated Soul Dynasty to become the first Overwatch League team to lock down a spot in the 2019 Stage 1 playoffs. New York went toe-to-toe with Soul on Sunday. After winning the first map, Escalar gave up Nambadi to their opponents, but quickly bested Dynasty on the final two maps to take the series in their name. With the victory over Soul, Escalar officially secured the first spot in the league stage stage one playoffs. On the opposite side of the standings, Los Angeles Valiant fell out of contention of the stage one playoffs after losing to Gonzu Charge in the second match of the day. With the loss, the Los Angeles-based team extended its losing streak to five games, failing to secure a single win three weeks into the Overwatch League season, season two. Going into the week four, the rest of the league contenders will look to claim the seven remaining playoff spots. Most notably, the undefeated Vancouver Titans closely trailed the Escalator in the league's stage one standings with a 4-0 record. Likewise, Atlanta Reign now is the third is in third place and are, and are proven to be formidable opponents, excelling with their aggressive and invasive play style. With two weeks left in the stage, however, the Overwatch League standards are still liable to shift around the team's seek to claim their spots in the first stage playoffs. I think Atlanta Rain has got this. I mean, with how aggressive they are, you, you just take the Paris Eternal on map one. Oh my god. After they capture that point... They stayed at Paris's spawn point pretty much throughout the whole game. Well, through that particular map in general. So, you got to think, Atlanta Rain knows how to just break down their defensive plays. And whenever it comes to them being on the offense... Oh my gosh, you know, there it is. You know, they know how to attack a defense. It's both ways. It's just like football. It's just like football. You got to know when to attack on the defense. You got to know when to attack on the offense. And Atlanta Rain has got this in the bag. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, just completely brag about the Atlanta Rain. But they are the more promising team to win stage one. Me personally, I think I think they could go up against New York Escalar, and I think personally that will be the 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 finale right there of stage one for Atlanta Rain to go up against New York Escalar to see who claims stage one in a certain situation. Now, do correct me if I'm wrong, because you know this is my very first season watching the Overwatch League. So if if I'm wrong on that, please do let me know in the comment sections. Uh, and speaking of Atlanta Rain, I do want to quickly talk about how DeFran has that perfect playstyle. DeFran has that perfect playstyle that no one can really copy in a in a certain scenario because he he's like an offensive coordinator whenever it comes to to Overwatch uh, that. That one play on Hollywood where they were attacking to, you know, get the car all the way to, like, I guess, like, the the movie theater part of Hollywood. 
And with him, with that um, Zarya and the Lucio combination to for Zarya to actually move a little bit faster over that rooftop and then drop down and you know use the ultimate. Oh my god, that was so epic. That right there shows off key strategies that other teams need to watch watch out for whenever they play against the Atlanta Reign because that's what I love about this team. They add something new to the table every single game whenever it comes to playing Overwatch. So, DeFran, Atlanta Reign, good job on this. Keep keep working hard, and I definitely see y'all in the Overwatch World Championship game. <laughs> and hopefully win it too, which I think you would, honestly. Just based off performance right now, you're unstoppable, dude. Alright, and so now we're moving on over to WWE, which will actually be our last remaining topics of this uh, segment. Well, podcast in general. But WWE has named Tori... Oh, excuse me, that is something on my desk I was flipping around with. Uh, WWE names Tori Wilson to the Hall of Fame. Um, You know, I kind of see it. I I, I really do. So with that situation, so congratulations. Congratulations, Tori Wilson, on that. So now we are going to get into kind of like a freestyle in my head of what I've been thinking and actually rumors that I have heard from people that I have worked with from my everyday job, of course. Um, And that is Dean Ambrose not leaving the WWE. And, And you could call me crazy. You could really call me crazy, but... Do not be surprised if Dean Ambrose renews his contract with WWE after Roman Reigns gets done talking with Vince. (laughs) Yes, that's right, guys. Roman Reigns is going to have a part of Dean Ambrose leaving the WWE, which is not necessarily a part of him leaving. Roman just don't want to see Dean leave. And and how I found that out was, uh, like I said, a friend of mine at work, he listens to all these other wrestling podcasts. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, it's, a, it's a bunch of them. But um, a report did come out that that a news reporter asked Roman Reigns, you know, what was his thoughts on Dean Ambrose leaving the WWE. And Roman Reigns' simple response was, I'm working on that right now, actually. And uh, so... And then the reporter's like, is that meaning like you're working on Dean getting out of here or staying? He's like, staying. <laughs> so, I I don't know. Everybody keeps saying a shield reunion is going to happen, which I, I'm just getting tired of the shield reunion. My gosh, how many have we had already? Like three, four, five? I'm getting tired of the reunion. Just split up the shield and be done with it. My God, let bygones be bygones. <laughs> Stop renewing the shield every single chance that you get. Because sooner or later, it's just like the new day. The new day is going to be breaking up soon. If Kofi Kingston wins at WrestleMania, either Big E or Xavier Woods is going to turn on Kofi Kingston. I, I just see that happening. I really see that happening. And for a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion for, like I said, the the fifth time, 
it's just it's just getting ridiculous. So, um, but anyways, so Roman Reigns right now is currently working probably with Vince McMahon and the creative talent situation to figure out how they can put Dean Ambrose back in a championship situation and get him to sign a new contract with WWE that's going to guarantee him a lot more money, of course, because Dean Ambrose is worthy of a lot more money, but also give him another shot at either the Universal title or the WWE Championship, which I would say probably the Universal Championship because Dean Ambrose has held the WWE Championship before. Uh, I don't forget, I actually do forget how many days uh, that... Dean Ambrose did held it, but he held it for a good while, I would, I guess, because I stopped watching WWE around 2014 through, I think, 17, where, and see, what got me back watching WWE was whenever the Hardy Boys returned two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, um, from this WrestleMania right here. They got me back watching wrestling again, the Hardy Boys said, so shout out to Jeff and Matt. <laughs> uh... Now, I, like I said, I'm recording this on a Monday right here. So I do not know what's going to happen on Monday Night Raw tonight. Uh, so, of course, I will probably put like some thoughts and opinions of what I thought on Twitter and Facebook. So my prediction, I, and I'll just go ahead and say this tonight. My prediction before the taping, well, the showing of Monday Night Raw is I think personally... And, and and everybody knows this by now that Charlotte Flair, of course, shows up to claim her title, which is was technically like forfeited against Ronda Rousey until she got what she wanted, which was Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. So Charlotte Flair is going to be here tonight to claim that forfeited title, for say. And then, of course, probably like Ronda's going to show up, then Becky's going to show up, and then uh, who who knows what the hell is going to happen? I think personally what's going to happen is Vince McMahon is going to come out there saying, all right, Becky, I tell you what, if you think you're the man, you face Charlotte Flair at Fastlane to determine who's going to face Ronda at WrestleMania. I think personally that's what's going to happen. Or another scenario would be Vince still comes out there and says, Becky, if you think you're the man, you beat Charlotte Flair this Sunday at Fastlane, I'll add you back to that match. And it will be a triple threat match at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. That's that's more of the logical scenario, I think, of what's going to happen. That would be a triple threat match with Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey. And, of course, I will actually put the link in the description below uh, to my perfect WrestleMania 35 booking for the, like I said, the perfect matches that I think should take place at WrestleMania 35. So, like I said, I will link that down in the description below for you guys to sit there and listen to that one. But, guys, uh, but with Monday Night Raw, I think that's just really about what I think is going to be happening tonight. Uh, but like I said, you know, this is Monday that I'm recording this before the showing of Monday Night Raw. So I technically don't know what's going to happen, but I think more of the show will be focused on Becky, Charlotte, and Rhonda. Now for SmackDown, I will go over that. So this is kind of like my SmackDown preview uh, for this episode. 
of the Morgan Sports Podcast. I do think personally what's going to happen is there will be a contract signing with the Usos and the Miz and Corshano Mac. And I think this is where's sorry about that. That was me tapping on my, my microphone. Me personally, I think what's going to happen is during that contract signing, you know, of course the Usos will be out there, you know, making fun at the Miz and Shane McMahon and everything. But I, but if that don't happen, I think what is going to happen is the Miz or Shane McMahon one is going to throw out like little supplemental hints of a breakup after Fastlane. So let's just, all right, let's just say Shane McMahon because he would be the huge surprise in a certain situation to where he turns on the Miz. So Shane, you know, the Miz is sitting there and then Shane, you know, is like, you know, I told you, you already told you once if, if I get screwed over and, you know, you're done for or whatever like that. And the Miz is like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, just like that. And, you know, just, and Shane kind of keeps hinting at that. You, you, you know what I'm, you know what, you know where I'm getting at, right? Because Shane has already actually said that once before that, you know, where the Miz wanted them to be tag team. To begin, will be just be tag team partners in general. That's what Shane McMahon did say. So I think Shane McMahon is going to say that again on SmackDown Live. I could be totally wrong in this situation, but if I'm right, then I'm so glad I'm right because I don't think that The Miz and Shane McMahon really need to be tag team partners. If honestly, the Miz needs to be back with John Morrison, I think. I think we need that again. But, of course, like I said, now, John Morrison has been rumored to be back in the WWE for a very long time. So, who knows? WWE could sign John Morrison. I don't know about his, John Morrison's contract with other wrestling programs. He might be going to AEW for, for all I know. Which, actually, a lot of wrestlers from WWE is going to AEW. Which I don't blame him. I mean, shoot, Cody Rhodes is very successful in this business right now. And, and you know, huge congrats to that young man. Definitely. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I, uh, tonight, I think, really, we're, I think for SmackDown in general, I think it's going to be mainly focused around the Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan situation going on. And Kofi Kingston is going to start slipping up into certain situations and just like keeps, you know, telling Stephanie and Shane McMahon, look, man, you know, I've been here for 11 years. You know, what are you going to do about it or whatever? I think personally what's going to happen, I don't think Kofi is going to be added to a triple threat. In this certain situation, I think he's going to have to set out and maybe the SmackDown after Fastlane, maybe then they have like a number one contenders match and then Kofi wins that to go on and then they have another contract signing with Daniel Bryan and then Vince McMahon comes out. It's like, you know what? No, 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 no. This is not right. You're not the man for the job. And then I think that's where we're going to see Kofi Kingston just light up and said, no, Vince McMahon, F you this or F you that or just whatever. I've been in this work. I've been working in this company for 11 years. I deserve this moment. And I'll tell you what, I'll put my opportunity up on the lines at night against whoever you want me to put it up against. And then, of course, Kofi would win in that certain situation. 
I think that's personally what's going to happen. Falling from fast lane, or from this SmackDown throughout fast lane and then beyond to WrestleMania. The Mandy Rose and Oscar situation, I don't see that being too much of a spotlight for SmackDown Live. Uh, tag teams, you know, and, and see, that's the problem with Sasha and Bailey being tag team champions right now on Raw because they're going to be just only defending against Raw women tag team tag team partners. They're not going cross-brand and defending against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Oh my gosh, like, now I probably could see that happen at WrestleMania, maybe. Possibly, maybe, or even having a ladders match with their titles up on the line. So guys, that is all the time I have for today. I But I sure hope you did enjoy today's podcast. It was It's pretty long, actually. Uh, so definitely a lot of stuff packed into one podcast for you guys. Uh, but again... Hope you enjoy it. If you didn't, make sure that like button on both SoundCloud.com, Google Play Podcast, or just wherever you may be getting your podcast from. Till then, guys, I'm Kaworgan. We'll catch up with you guys later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications.